Welcome in episode three of Risers and Fallers, presented by Mojo on the Mojo Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sahak, joined by a different co-host today. It's going to be Akash Patel. Akash, how you doing, man? What's up, man? How are you? Doing great, doing great. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's just jump right into it. It is Zach Wilson week around here at Mojo. We are freaking out about the return of Zach Wilson, what it means for his share price, how his uh, his first game is going to impact his share price, and all the receiving options on the New York Jets. Uh, let's just jump right into it. I'll throw his chart up here first and foremost. Zach Wilson, what do you think about him? Are you going long? Are you going short? 32.58 right now. What do you think? Yeah, I'm interested in going long on him right now. He's got a great supporting cast of weapons. We've seen guys like Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungaluloa make big, big gains in the last few weeks because of their performance with their new weapons. And Zach Wilson is no different right now on Mojo. Garrett Wilson is the fifth highest wide receiver in future value. Elijah Moore is the 11th highest wide receiver in future value. And Brees Hall is the fourth highest running back in future value. This is a star-studded cast. And Zach Wilson is has the potential to be one of them. Right now, he's 12th amongst quarterbacks in future Mojo value lower than his weapons are, which means that there's probably some discrepancy here. If Zach Wilson can take advantage of a great supporting cast, he can rock it up just like we've seen for Tua and Hurts. Right. Yeah, I honestly think Tua is still extremely underpriced. I've been tweeting about it a lot lately. I think that he is still really, really underpriced. Jalen Hurts is a little underpriced, but I think he's starting to get around to where I think he his value should be in Mojo. He's top 10 right now in future quarterback projections still. Tua is not. I think Tua has less future projections than Trey Lance. Mac Jones, among yeah. other quarterbacks, and I think that's a mistake. I think that mm-hmm. the market will be, you know, correcting that as soon as he continues to ball out. Like, I'll hopefully on Thursday night, he has another big game and once again increases his stock. Uh, but for now, I, I'm definitely interested in Zach Wilson. Let's dive a little bit more into his return this week. What do you think Zach Wilson has to do to go out there and make his share price go up? Yeah. So if we see a game, uh, if we see like a game where he has like, if he was to have like 250 or 300 passing yards, two or three passing touchdowns, I think that'd be great for his mojo value. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And then on the other hand, right, if he goes out there and he puts up a dud, you know, the playing Steelers defense yeah. in Pittsburgh, his first game back, you know, he's coming off. He's, he's, he's not like he was suspended or something. He was dealing with mm-hmm. a pretty major injury. You know, if he goes yes. out there and throws a couple interceptions, has like 200 yards passing, his stock price could go down, you know, but it's mm-hmm. all, that's the fun thing about mojo, right? is you get to call your shot on the guy. And this is the time yeah. to get in right now on Zach Wilson, whether you don't like him or you do like him. There's multipliers available for free. You can throw a times 10 multiplier on Zach Wilson, go all in or short him. And, you know, whether or not he has a good game, you can really bank it all in one performance to see if he's going to go up or go down and cash out immediately. So right. it's I a tough matchup, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. In the short term, he could be a potential short candidate. But in the long term, I am looking to go long on him because, you know, I don't play matchups to matchups when I do when I do content for like trying to talk about Mojo because there's a there's a lot of big gains to make, but there's also big losses. There's a lot of variance. And so I do think it's possible, but I think there's uh, I'm a lot more confident in betting on multiple weeks. And so in the long term, I think Zach Wilson's a great bet. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that 100%. I think this week, he might not have the biggest game. I I actually do think I agree with you. I think if I were able to invest in Mojo, I'm in Ohio still, so I can't yet. But Mm -hmm. I would throw a multiplier on Zach Wilson and go short for this week because I think that he's, you know, coming back from from an injury. He's in a tough defensive matchup here. It wouldn't surprise me if he struggles a little bit in week one in terms of Mojo value. You know, it's not fantasy football. It's completely different. You know, it's Mojo points, Mojo value. And with Zach Wilson facing a tough matchup, you know, his – Although the passing volume might be pretty high, the Jets are throwing the ball more than any team in the NFL. 
you know, it's all about the efficiency, not throwing the ball, you know, turning the ball over, keeping it clean, throwing for touchdowns. And if he can't do that, you know, if he goes out there and, you know, puts up 220 yards with one yeah. touchdown and one interception, his stock might go down. Yeah, it's you know, interesting. I, for, a a guy like, for a guy like Zach Wilson, the volume definitely helps because Mojo value is based off of stats. And so more volume definitely helps. But also the efficiency is what's going to determine more of his future value, what, is, what the market thinks about it. But one thing that is true is that the market is pretty forgiving for these young quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. Zach Wilson right now, so far in his career, I'll just say he has not been a good quarterback no. from what we saw in his rookie season. And that's okay. You know, a lot of rookie quarterbacks aren't good. Right now, for all the quarterbacks in the top 12 of future mojo value, Zach Wilson actually has the second lowest career mojo points per, per game. And that's only higher than Trey Lance, whose numbers are skewed because he's coming for like a play or two and like just run a draw play. And so right. Zach Wilson, out of all like the starting quarterbacks, probably like it's reasonable to say he does have the lowest mojo value per game. But wow. right now he's also right now he's 12th. And so that's kind of uh he's he's the lowest in per game and in future value. Right now his price is 32.5. And I think that if he can go out there and prove that he's a starting quarterback, that he's a franchise quarterback. He can honestly see a share price double over the next season, go up to like Trevor Lawrence at 68 or Joe Burrow at yeah. 65. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know, like you mentioned with Trevor Lawrence, right? Didn't get off to the smoothest start to his career, but he started that's to right. perform up to expectation. And mm-hmm. now his share price on Mojo has gone up tremendously. So that's okay. definitely within the realm of possibilities for Zach Wilson. But let's get into some of the options around Zach Wilson now. I know this is the guy that you particularly like a lot, Elijah Moore. He's had a slower start to the year than some might have expected. Garrett Wilson's breakout definitely slowed things down. Joe Flacco playing a quarterback obviously could throw a wrench into things. But how, what do you think about Elijah Moore with the return of Zach Wilson? How does that impact his share price? Currently sitting at $14.11, down 1.6% in the last week. Yeah, Elijah Moore, I am I was interested in buying him. So Dynasty Fantasy Football is similar to Mojo, where you're looking at future production for the rest Long of the year. Long term, yes. Yes, that's right. But... Honestly, Elijah Moore's price has not fallen a lot in on Mojo over the last uh, few weeks when, with his performance. It's fallen a lot in Dynasty Fantasy Football, but not on Mojo right now. You know, Like I said at the beginning of the show, he's still 11th in future value. And honestly, it feels just like a hold. I'm not, I'm not making a strong case whether I'm shorting him or going long on him. It feels like a fair price. Yeah, I agree. I think this is honestly kind of a point where you kind of want to wait and see with Elijah Moore a bit more here. You want to see the relationship between he and Garrett Wilson with the return of Zach Wilson to the equation. You know, with Joe Flacco in town, the pass attempts are through the roof. Is that Mm going to be sticky? If so, you know, the yards per attempt for Zach Wilson are obviously going to be higher or at least hopefully going to be higher than Joe Flacco's. You know, the A dot's definitely going to be up. So I think that could benefit guys like Garrett Wilson or maybe even Elijah Moore. I don't know. But we don't really, we just don't know the relationship between those two yet with Zach Wilson under center. And we're going to have the rest of the season, 15 weeks of football, to watch what that relationship looks like. So that's going to be really, really important to the long term out uh, aspect of Garrett Wilson. Sorry, Elijah Moore. Well, and Garrett Wilson. But Elijah Moore is definitely like a hold for me. I don't really have a strong opinion on going long or shorting, just like you. If I had to pick one, I might pick short just because I honestly think that Garrett Wilson is the real deal. Let's get into Garrett Wilson right now that we bring him up. right now. His price is up 9% over the last week. And man, he has looked incredible, earning a lot of targets, had a huge game against the Cleveland Browns. What do you think about Garrett Wilson's stock? Yeah, right now he's fifth in uh, future value. So same similar thing to Elijah Moore. I really like the player. I really like um, his future potential. But honestly, right now, it's looking more like a hold. 
Nothing right. against him, but just with the nature of his price right now. Right. Yeah, it, a similar story to Elijah Moore for me, but more leaning towards going long. Just because I buy, I buy in on the talent. I think he's an absolute stud prospect. He's polished. He was pro-ready coming out. I really, really liked him alongside Drake London as the wide receiver one and two of this class. Pretty clear cut for me. Over the offseason, he just didn't really have the hype train that some of the other guys did, like the Chris Olave, Drake London, Burks, George Pickens, Sky Moore, because there's a lot more competition in New York with Elijah Moore's presence. A lot of people didn't think that his target share would be high enough to see a you know high fantasy value or mojo value in year one. But you know, it's kind of proven that his his talent has kind of risen above the rest there in New York to start his career. So yeah, I think Garrett Wilson's off to a great start. I do like going long on Garrett Wilson just because I believe in the talent. And you know, this is entire career earnings as well. So maybe if Zach Wilson isn't good, they'll replace him with somebody else in the long term. So yeah. that being said, I do like going long on Gary Wilson at his current I price. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, disagree with any any of that. Like, uh, I, I love the talent. And I love the player. It's just the, at right. his price right now. Like, his a future value right now is between Drake London and T. Higgins. It's only behind Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, Amon Rusty Brown, and Drake London. So he's actually sick. But Drake, uh, Chase wasn't showing up for some reason. But so you think the expectations might be a little too high? I don't think the expectations are too high. I think the expectations are just right, and so I'm okay. just holding him. Okay. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. All right, let's get into a tight end who's been making some noise in fantasy football to start the year. Tyler Conklin, $3.84, surprisingly down 2% on the last week, despite another pretty good performance in week three. What are your uh, What are your expectations for Tyler Conklin with the return of Zach Wilson? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen Tyler Conklin operate as the like the second option almost in this offense. And that's not going to be the case long-term. Long-term, it's going to be Elijah seeing more targets than him and maybe even Corey Davis, depending on what kind of uh, formations they want to run. And so long-term, I'm going to be – I'm not exactly shorting him because like it's not like his price has been skyrocketing up, like cheap. you said. Yeah, but long-term, I do not expect anything like this to continue. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I obviously think that this is kind of a hot stretch for Tyler Conklin. I think it's a combination of Joe Flacco kind of preferring that safety blanket option where mm -hmm. Zach Wilson's more aggressive combined with the extremely high pass attempts. So his target share has been really good. I think his reception numbers have been incredible so far. He's been great with Joe Flacco under center, but Joe Flacco is not going to be under center anymore. And that's a big right. problem for Tyler Conklin. I think we're going to see Absolutely. a return to form for Tyler Conklin over the next coming weeks. But mm -hmm. that being said, I mean, if you want to throw a multiplier on him and bang on a couple of more weeks of good production, I will. I don't hate it. He, he, if he continues to perform, his stock could rise and that could lead to big gains. But at the same time, you could short right. him with that multiplier on if you think that Zach Wilson's going to come out of the gate stumbling and, you know, obviously just reap the rewards of a slow start. You can do that for any weapon on this uh, Jets offense too, which is the fun part about Mojo is mm -hmm. everyone's kind of connected, right? Like the receivers are kind of connected to how well the quarterback's doing, you know, and vice versa, right? That's right. So if you want to, I was thinking about that earlier. Long on players. It's pretty interesting to do like group moves. I haven't even thought about that so far. In right. I was thinking about that earlier about stacking offenses and co compounding your gains. Like if you think that this Jets offense is one that you want to invest heavily in, then you can invest in every single one of their weapons and Zach Wilson and good game from Zach Wilson probably means good game for the rest of the, of the weapons, which means exactly you're, you're double counting the wins. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. All right, let's get into a running back. A little bit different here, but Brees Hall, this is a guy I know that both of us really like in particular. Up 2% on the last week, $10.41 currently. What do you think about Brees Hall, long or short? Yeah, I'm going long on Brees Hall. He's a terrific running back prospect. 
And long term, I do expect him to fully take over this backfield from Michael Carden. He's going to have some really big games once he does so. He's like, I can't understate how good of a prospect he was. And then also comes out of the gate and has been terrific in the receiving game as well. I mean, he has been absolutely fantastic. And not just dump offs from Joe Flacco. There's this thread, uh, Noah Hills, I believe, on Twitter. He's been, he's, he does a lot of work with running backs, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the uh, route diversity. He says that. Brees Hall has been running a lot of diverse routes. It's not just a bunch of screens that he's been receiving. And so he's, he looks like he, he was a good receiving weapon in college, but he has just looked absolutely great in the first three weeks of his rookie season. Even when playing limited snaps with Michael Carter, he's just been killing it in the receiving work. And he's just going to continue to take over the rushing work too. And he has the potential to be, uh, you know, I have a fantasy brain. So I was about to say he's going to be an RB1 uh, down the stretch <laughs> of the season, but he is going to have hey, some well, absolutely you know, terrific RB- games. You, you know, know that's easy to understand. RB1. People, people, it, it people understand that. That's it right. You know? Yeah, it'll absolutely. it'll translate. He's gonna have some big games on the stretch. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I've been a big Brees Hall guy all offseason long for fantasy football and obviously for Mojo as well, and just in terms of his career outlook. And like you mentioned, you know, I was actually watching that Bengals-Jets game here with my friend, my roommate, who's a Bengals fan. And Brees Hall, like in the fourth quarter for some reason, when it was garbage time, they were just trying to dink and dunk their way down the field. Brees Hall transformed into the Jets' like wide receiver one towards the end of the drive for some reason. He got like five targets on one drive. It was incredible. And yeah, absolutely. I think his, you know, his yards per route run metrics, his target share, it's mm-hmm. been incredible so far. Obviously, I think it's a little bit of Joe Flacco in there, you know, boosting and, and you know, inflating those target numbers. But mm-hmm. I think the usage is really encouraging in the passing game, especially with Michael Carter there, you know, who's kind of notorious for being a, a pretty skilled pass catching back. So I think it's pretty great to see Brees Hall's usage. And I absolutely agree. I think down the stretch, we're going to see plenty of great things from Brees Hall. All right, Akash, one last time here, real quick prediction time. Is Zach Wilson's stock going to go up? or down following his first game back on Sunday? I'm going to say up and go really ballsy. Even though he's playing the Steelers and I don't like the matchup, let's get ballsy. I like it. I think it's going to go down, personally. I I think it's less about the matchup. That's probably the smart play, but I'm here to have fun. Yeah, no, I respect it. And it's also fun, too, because we have varying opinions on this. I think it's going to go down just based on the fact that he's coming back from injury. It's his first game of the season back. Hasn't had that much time to get real life reps this offseason. I think he's just going to struggle a little bit to get in the, you know, get in the rhythm of things. It's going to look a little rusty out there. It might pick it up in the second half. But as a whole, the market might be a little concerned by his performance in his first game back. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Risers and Followers presented by Mojo. Akash, thank you so much for coming on. I'll see you guys all next Wednesday. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 or older to gamble. You must be in New Jersey to trade on Mojo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.